Hello and welcome to Searching for Service brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joe Kirk. And before we dive into who our next special guest is, Joe is going to remind us of the show's purpose. Yeah, the show's purpose is to unite not only Rotarians, but non-Rotarians around service. And the way that we've decided to present it in the show is to have amazing people on that talk about service opportunities, the power of Rotary, and the amazing things that Rotary can do in partnership with other organizations. Um, And that's really been a success for, for us so far, don't you think, Kelly? I would say so. I love that you can just like shoot from the hip on that too. It's wonderful. I have all these notes in front of me and my husband is just like, woo, off the top of his head. It's amazing. So um, let's dive into who our guest is today. We have Kim Lorenz on, who is a fellow Rotarian. Um, And I think I'm just going to let you, Kim, take it away on why you are here on our show today and... Let's go ahead and dive in. How'd you like that okay. for an introduction? <laughs> Kim, tell us about yourself. <laughs> the, the, the level of which Kim is involved in Rotary and <clears throat> partnerships around the world is pretty fascinating. We're really excited to hear about that in the, the future segments. But let's just talk about you and where are you from? Where do you come come? Where do you come from? Yeah, I live in Bellevue, Washington, near Seattle, Washington, and joined Rotary in 1981. And uh, I was a business person. I joined one of my customers, drug me into a Rotary meeting, and I got involved with Rotary. I sold my companies in the late 90s and got more involved with Rotary. And so uh, I'm a Rotarian, but I've done some extraordinary things within Rotary that uh, I was asked to look into by the Rotary Foundation, and that's the subject of your podcast. Yeah. And did you serve uh, within your Rotary Club and any sort of other leadership positions other than, you know, what you're obviously doing now as the liaison? Um, yes. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, you asked the question, Joe, I actually tried to quit the club, I think, in the late 80s. I was busy like so many of us are in the present. <clears throat> me up and he said you know you you generally have lunch every day why don't you know you're with people we have good speakers and he he convinced me to stay in rotary and i'm just so glad that he did Uh, so i did become the club president in the uh 1990 which is ancient so you went from quitting to 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 being the president well i was quitting in 87 and by 91 90 1990 91 i'm the president of the club and then i am involved with our district i'm a major donor to the rotary foundation so no thank you for uh, that involved in a number of positions within our district here do you remember your first service project that you were part of i mean i know that was that's a deep pull for you but uh can you remember I, I was not involved with the collaborations that we do now, and I had, uh, but I'm also a major donor to World Vision. So we're going to talk about the collaboration between the two and how that got started. But uh, I went on a trip with World Vision. It really had nothing to do with Rotary, and I was in Nicaragua and uh, went out to these villages. And I was really curious how World Vision really worked and the nuts and bolts of it. I've got an MBA, so I was, you know, how, how do these people 
finance all this and what's their overhead you know is this really a worthwhile organization and that was why i was on the trip and uh we were just in a little village and they needed uh, water and so there was some discussion about how much they needed for a water project so myself and those of us in the the bus or the van uh we all just talking to each other could raise the 180,000 that they needed and that was our, my first project i got involved with but it really wasn't through the Rotary Foundation. It was just my club kicked in 30000 I put in some money. The others in the bus did. Uh, but because I was involved with, you didn't ask this question, but the next step was, how did I get involved with World Vision and Rotary? Uh, I started doing work at World Vision in their boardroom, and I'd bring in some of my friends for economic development and microfinance. They're one of the world's largest microfinance mm -hmm. lenders. And I just really got into this economic development and microfinance. And so I got to meet the president of World Vision. He would come into the boardroom and give us supposed to be a 10 minute talk. You could never get him to stop talking. So I <laughs> I wasn't employed. I'd say, OK, Rich, that's enough. You're done. Uh, you can't talk anymore. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he, he always got a kick out of these things we were doing together. So I got a call one day from the president of World Vision, and he said, hey, uh, we don't have anybody here who knows anything about Rotary, and the Rotary Foundation is coming in to have a big meeting with us. Would you come down and join us? And I, I said, yeah, I'd love to. So I went down and sat in the meeting. The next thing I know, I'm on an airplane going to Ethiopia. Uh, but I was asked to see if there was a way that World Vision, the world's largest NGO, non-government organization in the world, they're about a $3 billion organization, and they're doing water, health, <clears throat> education, economic development, food security, environmental, all these things that, as Rotarians know, are the now the seven areas of focus of Rotary. World Vision is doing this every day in the field. Yeah. And so uh, it was the head of the Rotary Foundation was there, and so I was specifically asked, could you see, could you investigate, is there a way that our two organizations can work together. Sure. And I said I would. Go ahead, Joe. Well, I was just thinking, like, you're our first guest that, like, your experience in Rotary is so large and macro. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of our guests, it's they're, they're talking about the club level. This has been so much fun to listen to already, like, to hear about, like, the, the volumes of money, like, the, yeah. the, the size amounts, and so then expensive. also also the influence like you talked about you know bringing in some of your business contacts and and people you're obviously been very successful in your career and you've been able mm -hmm. to leverage those relationships on a macro sense and really seeing the, the 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 impact at just a different level it's yeah. kind of a i think it's great for our listeners because it's so easy to get we talk so much about like the club level and like you know your community level but we're we're talking about big swings big hits yeah. you know 6 billion dollar uh you know or, ngo yeah. that we're partnering with that's matching funds which we we'll get into that a little bit more down the road and and really supercharging these projects and helping a lot of people and i like your approach to um 
to like why you got involved is you wanted to understand the business component of it. Like, yeah. how does this work? <laughs> like, versus, I have an MBA and I want to know more. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. I want to, I want to know how all this works. And I, I, I really appreciate that. And I think our, our viewers are going to, and our, uh, our listeners are going to appreciate that different perspective. So let's kind of keep that in mind as we're talking through all of these subjects is this is going to be coming from a, a very large scale and kind mm-hmm. of that big place. So, you know, I guess, do you have a favorite project that you worked on that you felt that really struck <clears throat> your heartstrings or, you know, meant something to you? Oh, absolutely. I, I could tell you many stories, but uh, I, let me first clarify one thing. World Vision is a faith-based organization. Uh, they're the largest in the world, and they do about 400 million a year with the U.S. government. But they get funds from thousands of corporations, Walmart, Chevron, and whatnot, mm-hmm. to facilitate projects in countries where it means something to those organizations. So, as an example, Honduras, when Hurricane Mitch came through, uh, the first seven million dollars of U.S. aid went straight to World Vision Honduras. Uh, because I think most people, particularly Rotarians, know that if you just give uh, blank checks to these big governments, most of them are corrupt and they don't end up going where they're supposed to go. So with that in mind, uh, I'm often asked, how can Rotary deal with a faith-based organization? Yeah. And they can't. There's absolutely no religion allowed in any of Rotary projects, but in most countries, it's capital punishment for an NGO to proselytize or do anything with religion in the work that they do. It's not allowed. So this is really straight up. And uh, about six months after it, so the head of the Rotary Foundation asked me specifically if I would see if we could make this work for both sides. It's difficult for Rotary. It's difficult for World Vision to partnerships are difficult, period. Yeah. In most instances. And so about six months after we started, I got a letter from the Rotary Foundation, an official letter saying cease and desist. And I was, oh, that's okay, good. I don't have to do this. I'm not on the payroll. And I got a call the next day from Hoagie Hogan, the head of the Rotary Foundation. And he said, I think you got a letter. And I said, yeah. He said, just throw it away. We, we specifically asked you to do something. We want you to continue seeing if you can make it work. So now we're up to 30 million in these projects. But the, your specific question, uh, I've done many of these now. I think we're 36 different projects. Uh, but my first time to Honduras, the Minneapolis Rotary District, where I think you are, 5950, yep. wanted to go to Honduras. We had just finished a, a, a $1.5 million project in Uganda. And they wanted to go to Honduras because it's easier for members of your district to visit Honduras than it was to get to Africa. So I go down first and I meet with this local Rotary Club and the World Vision staff to make sure they understand how to partner and whatnot. And then we go out and we visit the villages together. And so I, we went out to maybe five of the 30 or so villages we were going to do the project in. And this was the special one that really kind of tugged at my heartstrings. Uh, when we wrote it up and we're in Minneapolis, decided they wanted to fund it, it then goes to the Rotary Foundation. And on these big projects, they have to send a specialist to approve it. So I go back down and I'm with a specialist and I go to these same five villages. So I'm sitting in a little teeny town in the border of El Salvador in a little teeny room, a schoolhouse. Uh, and I'm 
I'm sitting with the kids in the little chairs and up in front was all the big shots, the rotary head guy and the world vision people and the rotary club. We want that local rotary club in front of everything. That's part and parcel of all this. And uh, all of a sudden during this, the a woman in the back, the, the parents were standing in the back and started speaking and the whole room got quiet. My interpreter stopped speaking and I turned around and this woman's not even five feet tall. And uh, I have no idea what she was saying. So the meeting ends, we go outside and I said to the rotary cadre, they call him the official. And I said, what was that woman saying? <laughs> and he said, Jim, she was talking about you. And I, I said, what do you mean me? What do I, she said, you, she said, you're the only person who's ever come back, who's ever been there and discussed water and then actually came back. And oh, wow. she that's, knows you, that's you were utterly amazing. Hey, Kim, yeah, I, Kim uh, I don't yeah. mean to break you off. Speaking of coming back, we've got to come back from a break here. Um, All right. So, Kelly, lead us out of here. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to Searching for Service. We'll be back in the next section. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joe Kirk. Stay tuned. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary Club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary.org. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to endpolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops. Are you ready to make a difference in your community? Rotary is a great place to get involved in your community and meet passionate groups of people as well as individuals dedicated to service and fellowship. At Rotary, we believe in the power of teamwork to bring positive change. As a member, you will have the opportunity to participate in exciting projects that address local and global challenges. From supporting educational initiatives to environmental conservation, we tackle it all. Joining a Rotary Club means becoming part of a diverse family of individuals who share a passion for giving back and having fun while making positive impact. With projects and events that enrich your community, there's something for everyone, from local initiatives to international collaborations. It doesn't matter what culture or country you come from. What matters is that you want to belong to a group that strengthens communities and creates lasting change. There's a place for everyone at Rotary, regardless of age or background. Learn more by searching for a Rotary Club in your community and visiting. Together, let's make a difference. Rotary People of Action. Of the things we think, say, or do. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build goodwill and better friendship? Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? Join 
Rotary to serve your community and the world with honesty, fairness, and goodwill. Our four-way test guides our actions every day. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build goodwill and better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? These values underpin our commitment to making a positive impact on the world. Learn more about your local Rotary Club and stop searching and start serving. And the song you're hearing now was performed by Rotary Club of Dar es Salaam Oyster Bay. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joe Kirk. And as a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and... Search Searching for Service, and uh, you'll be able to find us on any of the pl- platforms that you listen to. And we do love those five gold star reviews. <laughs> it's Look Up. Look, Look up. up. That's right. Searching Look for service. Up. I remembered it just yeah, as you were doing that's it. Fun. So if you're tuning in for the first time, um, this is our second segment of Searching for Service. And we have Kim Lorenz on, who's a fellow Rotarian. He is a Rotary liaison uh, for World Vision. And he was telling us in an Incredible story, and then we had to unfortunately cut him off. So we're we're gonna let him finish that story. Go ahead, Kim. So I'm in this little schoolhouse, and the uh, everybody got quiet. And this little woman was speaking in the back, and I couldn't understand it. So I, as we went outside, the Rotary cadre, he's the person that has to approve. This is an eight hundred thousand dollar project that we're uh, trying to get approved with the Rotary Foundation. Uh, it turned out to be a $1.4 million project by the time we finished. But anyway, I go outside and I said to the cadre, what was that woman speaking about? And he said, Kim, she was talking about you. <laughs> I said, what? And she says, she knows you were sent by God, that she's been praying for someone, but you are the only person who ever came to the village and discussed water and then came back. Hmm. So I looked at the cadre and I said, you son of a gun, you better approve this thing. And and he said, Kim, this is a no brainer. This is a great project. It's a done deal. And it did get approved. And when we went back to the finish, when the project was finished for the celebration trip with your Rotarians from 5950, we went back to that village and uh, her, and she, her name is Maria Lopez. And I've got a picture of me with my arm around her the rotary brochure that I, I sent you and mm-hmm. is available to Rotarians. And uh, she got the microphone. We had a little microphone there. And she said, my name is Maria Lopez. I'm 70 years old and our well dried up when I was 16. Hmm. And if you saw where these women, and it's always the women getting water anywhere in the world, uh, how far she had to go and the water she was getting and the stuff happening upstream from the water she's Mm -hmm. putting into her jury, jury jugs. Uh, it, it's just horrific. So you see that all over the world. There's uh, now between 800 and 1,000 children dying every day from waterborne disease around the world. It used to be over 3,000. So headway is being made. And anyway, that that one had a big impact. But everywhere I go, it's uh, it, you just have a big impact. Yeah, it, it's always nice to be able to tie it to to, to you know moments like that because it it makes it seem like it's worthwhile right like sometimes mm-hmm. when we when we deal with things in abstraction um 
we lose we lose like the real relevance of who we're helping and why we're helping them. And the thing that I'm always amazed of with water is just how much it impacts in people's yeah. daily lives. It's not just that they can drink water. It's not just sanitation. It's not it's education. It's mobility. I mean, it's everything. And it's yeah. incredible that we still have this problem. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, well, but, you know, Joe, it's getting, it's getting better every day. Yeah. And uh, your past district governor, Lloyd Campbell was with us just a, a month or six weeks ago in Honduras. Mm-hmm. We visited a bunch of these small villages again, and there are women there saying that, you know, we, we can't bathe ourselves for some eight weeks at a time. Uh, we don't wash our hands because we can't waste the water. And that's one of the villages that is coming up in our next project. That project's funded. It's approved by the foundation. It has not started yet. Okay. But uh, these projects, the way they started in the scale that you mentioned, uh, to get an NGO like World Vision to get involved in all the work that has to go into it, uh, they set a minimum that Rotary has to raise 400000 minimum. And then World Vision has donors. They're not a foundation. They don't give money to Rotary or other organizations. They put up four hundred thousand uh, dollars towards the project. But what is it they're really doing, and what makes these so successful? After twenty years, I think ninety-five percent of World Vision water projects are still operating, where other organizations doing water, it's about a eighty percent have failed within five years. devastating yeah the big difference that most people don't understand we call the soft cost but if you go into a community and just put a well in and leave you know they don't know how to operate it they don't know how to fix it they don't have money to buy parts they don't know where to buy parts they can't do the maintenance so when you do these projects we have 100 percent of the community has to go through Mm -hmm. 10 days of the various trainings on the maintenance, the repair, on hygiene and sanitation. So water projects, as you probably know, are called WASH, water sanitation and hygiene. And so we started this years ago and with his matching and go ahead, Joel. I was gonna say, uh, now that's my favorite part and why I love hearing the rotary stories is because there's a huge component of that sustainability it's not just doing right. the project, it's keeping the project going. If anything, it's growing the project, kind of like what you're you're starting to see in Honduras there where you can go to the next village and then the next one. And did that come from Rotary or did that come from World Vision in terms of that sustainability component? Yeah, I, I'll try to say this politically correct, but uh, my first engagement on a, seeing a Rotary project was in Ethiopia where Rotary did... Uh, 25 wells and one of my Rotarian friends, his club paid for a well. Now this had nothing to do with world vision. This was, and it happened to be my rotary club, mm-hmm. this project in Ethiopia. So my friend went out to see his well. He came back that night. We were at a dinner with the district governor and with the head of USAID there. And I said, did you find the well? He said, I did. I said, how does it do it? He says, Oh, it looks great. The pump's great. The cement's great. Everything's just perfect. Got a couple of cows tied to it. It's never pumped a drop of water, but it looks great. Oh, and my gosh. What do you mean? <laughs> and he said, well, the Rotary Club hired a contractor. They told him where to put the well. He goes out and does it exactly the way they expect it. The fact it didn't pump water wasn't part of the equation. Uh, and it, it's never pumped a drop of water. So 
it's World Vision is recognized globally as they currently today are providing more water to more people than any government or any other organization in the world. Hilton Foundation, I think now is at about 130 million they've funded. Mm-hmm. And you talk to these large foundations and why they deal with World Vision and they'll tell you nobody in the world can do it as well. And most of it is that soft cost, training the community. They have their own drilling equipment, their own hydrologists, their own expertise, their health workers. These are things a local club can't do. They don't have the expertise or the time to go two hours away to a remote area of Honduras or Ethiopia and spend 10 days training the whole community. Right. Uh, the other the other one is the uh, a big Uganda project we did. A woman near my district, but a different district, uh, had done seven or eight large projects. Large being fifty to a hundred thousand. And uh, she heard me speak, and she came up and she said, "You know, no matter how hard we work, we can't get that last twenty five percent done. That mm. that really is that part that makes it sustainable." setting up the bookkeeping these communities have to collect money from all the recipients of water have people trained in maintenance repair have spare parts nowhere to get the parts you make it a total project and and then the the biggest thing that most people don't i don't even i don't think think about the women spending this average of six hours a day getting water they have to have the daughters go with them Hmm. otherwise be abused in the community so the girls are robbed of the opportunity to get an education. Uh, when we do our projects, we build beautiful latrines at every school. So the girls have the facilities they need. 100% of the community has to agree to stop outdoor defecation and we provide all the materials for them to build their own latrines. They call them VIP uh, outhouses. Uh, so ventilated improved and latrines is what VIP stands for. But here's the catch is when you're done, you have from a 50 to 70% increase of girls that now can go to school. And once you educate the women, the girls in these communities, now the moms are spending six minutes a day instead of six hours, those communities will never slide back. Yeah. Nor would they probably allow themselves to, you know what I mean? They, they see this incredible, um, opportunity in front of them yeah Yeah. you know i just wanted to ask you a question because we we had a guest on here um back a while ago his name is kyle haugen and he was he had had the water project in uganda so does that name ring a bell no okay interesting i've done four projects there i don't know who he is there's a lot of people doing water there yeah yeah yeah, fair enough (laughs) well and um you know something i was thinking of is are you guys identifying downstream impacts like after these programs? So you talk about, so what's the, what's the after effect of, you know, 30% more women going to school all of a sudden now, do they have problems with capacity with schooling? Do they have like, do, does it create, mm-hmm. and these are good <clears throat> problems to have, right? And are we doing anything to address those as well? Or, you know, how far can you go? Right. Yeah. Well, it all starts with water. Once you've got the water, then you've got uh, the health security, uh, the health clinics. Those are all addressed. Those are things World Vision's doing and other organizations. 
the needs assessment in that community, they're all different than the uh, building of the schools. You go into, in Honduras, we were just there and all the school desks they provided by World Vision. Uh, they build the schools, they'll provide the materials in the schools. Uh, food security is part of water. Now you've got irrigation and things you can do. The women uh, particularly get involved with economic development. Uh, it's amazing what you can do. You get 10 to 12 women together. They all borrow $150 each. Uh, and World Vision then in the economic development side, these are actual banks. They're called MFIs, microfinance institutions, that are chartered under the National Bank. And they have people that go and train these women on how to start a business, ideas of what business to start, how to handle the funding and the, the mechanics of it, uh, what a profit is, how to, and often the husbands by this time, they've left the husbands because they, it's frustrating around the world. It used to really bug me that the men did nothing. And a very learned World Vision woman who travels to Africa a lot, she said, hold on, Kim, that's the way they were brought up since they were babies, that yeah. you don't do women's work. Well, speaking, all, speaking of leaving, Kim, we've got to leave this segment, but we can we'll get back to we'll get back to it on the other side. We're doing um, a real good job right now. Yeah, our time management is just top notch. I'm just so enthralled with the conversation is, that I'm losing absolutely losing wonderful. touch with time. But Kelly, take us out. As a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk, and I'm Joe Kirk. Stay tuned for the next segment. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build good? Will it better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? When we pay it forward, it will be returned. Join Rotary to serve your community and the world with honesty, fairness, and goodwill. Our four-way test guides our actions every day. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build goodwill and better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? These values underpin our commitment to making a positive impact on the world. Learn more about your local Rotary Club and stop searching and start serving. And the song you're hearing right now was performed by the Rotary Club of Saskatoon, Natuna in Canada. When we take it forward, it will be returned. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary Club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary.org. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to npolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops. Are you ready to make a difference in your community? Rotary is a great place to get involved in your community and meet passionate groups of people, as well as individuals dedicated to service and fellowship. At Rotary, we believe in the power of teamwork to bring positive change. 
As a member, you will have the opportunity to participate in exciting projects that address local and global challenges. From supporting educational initiatives to environmental conservation, we tackle it all. Joining a Rotary Club means becoming part of a diverse family of individuals who share a passion for giving back and having fun while making positive impact. With projects and events that enrich your community, there's something for everyone, from local initiatives to international collaborations. It doesn't matter what culture or country you come from. What matters is that you want to belong to a group that strengthens communities and creates lasting change. There's a place for everyone at Rotary, regardless of age or background. Learn more by searching for a Rotary Club in your community and visiting. Together, let's make a difference. Rotary People of Action. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joe Kirk. Go ahead. Oh, and just drop it right there. Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kim, I mean, we've been talking about some of the projects that we've done, how World Vision and Rotary partner together. And, you know, something that we've talked about, and we talked a little bit about this off air is, you know, something that's really fascinating is the the sustainability of these projects. And, you know, something something that I was thinking about as we've been talking is, you know, you kind of touched on some of the challenges, but what do you think is the largest challenge of continuing the sustainability? Maybe you get the initial buy-in from the community. How do you, how, how do we partner with those communities from an ongoing standpoint to ensure that there's auditing and, you know, accountability that's yeah. taking place? Because I mean, there's huge amounts of money being spent, you know, and, and inve- invested. It's in, not going exactly. to waste. Right. So what are, what's the biggest challenge? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, when the Rotary Foundation put this together, the first the first project I was involved with happened to be Haiti, and the foundation came back and they said there is no way you can put that kind of money through a 14 member club in Haiti. And uh, so they asked World Vision, would you handle all the funds? So all of these projects have been done in this fashion. Even when I mentioned my story about the cadre in the little town in Honduras, he. And I said, you need to approve this. He said, I, I hope you realize there's no way that kind of money could go through this small rotary club. And, uh, and I said, no, that's already handled. It's in our memorandum of understanding. We have a very detailed memorandum of understanding that we use for all, all these projects. So as I mentioned, rotary has to raise a minimum 400,000 world vision matches it. uh, in a normal rotary project, the money, the clubs raise, and if they get match from the Rotary Foundation. It goes to the small club in the project country. Mm-hmm. These projects, all the money comes back. In the case of Honduras, it went back to the club in 5950 uh, to, to then send to World Vision in the United States. Then it's matched from World Vision in the U.S. It goes to World Vision in Honduras or Uganda, Ethiopia, wherever we're doing the project. So World Vision, and the, the bright part of this, if you talk to district governors and the headaches they've had at getting projects, getting a needs assessment done, getting the accounting done, getting the closing of the project when it's completed, World Vision does all that. Okay. They provide the needs assessment. They provide all the data that the uh, district or the club needs to fill out the applications to the Rotary Foundation. They provide all the accounting We've had a couple instances where the foundations, we want to audit it, and that's that's in our memorandum of understanding. So you've got a professional organization with all the accountability that can handle the audits. And 
they're just done very, very well. And most of the clubs, like in Honduras, they were very upset. No, 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 we want the money. It's got to come to our club. We don't want to do it if we don't get the money. They agreed to do it. And the foundation sent uh, Stephen Brown from San Diego. He's been a past trustee down there to evaluate these relationships. Mm -hmm. And that night at dinner, he said he he wanted to have private conversations with the club all day while we were driving around. And he said, uh, how do you feel about the fund handling? He said, we were very upset. But then we realized as we've gotten into it, there's no way we had the capacity for the banking, the disbursement of the funds and the accounting. We love it. And we're now doing our third project and it's being funded this time at Sacramento District, but your district is involved uh, with that same Rotary Club in, in Honduras that we uh, we started with. So the accounting's a big part of it, the reporting. Yeah, it makes all the sense in the world to have an organization that has the systems and processes in place to scale. Yeah. Like, maybe <clears throat> maybe you could pull it off, but it's like you know you're going to pull it off going this direction. It takes a lot of the the pain Mental gymnastics. <laughs> well, and I mean, it's, it's, they do it so many times, right? I mean, it, they've just, they've got it down. So why would, why would we reinvent the wheel? Um, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, I'm just thinking a little bit more about, cause I like, I really like talking about the more business end of this too, because I do think that it gets lost in the service component, right? Is there is, hmm. Like a lot, a lot of the sustainability of these things is the business component. It's it's teaching the communities. It's um, having the accounting in place, being able to close out the project in the first place, um, yeah. and just talk a little bit about some of the some of the maybe some of your learning curves in working with World Vision um, with some of these projects and how how the sustainability works. I don't know if that's very clear. I don't. I, yeah, no, I, I don't think you'll find anywhere in the world projects that are more sustainable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if there is any issues with sustainability, an organization that will come back. Uh, in Honduras, I think they have 37 local offices. In Uganda, when I did my first project, it was still an active war zone up inside uh, Gulu, northern Uganda. The LRA, the Lord's Resistance Army, was still active, 30,000 mm-hmm. 12-year-olds had been kidnapped. That was the child soldiers you might have heard about over the years. Uh, World Vision operates a large facility there called the Children of War Center, and they've taken 15,000 of those children have been reunited with their families and communities. Uh, But when you get into sustainability and community relations, my first trip there, I went and met with the Rotary Club and explained what World Vision was and how we make these work. I had to meet with that local Gulu Uganda uh, World Vision office. They, you know, they think Rotary is some rich guy's private club and the Rotarian <laughs> World Vision was some fanatical religious organization. And so then the next day we had a meeting all day. And, and by the way, out of that meeting is the memorandum of understanding that you get now from the Rotary Foundation. That's where it comes from. Hmm. But it started in that meeting, and it was an all-day affair to to come up with this memorandum. Tim Murphy, out of your district, was highly involved with that, and Mm -hmm. uh, he and I have done a lot of work together. Just one of my most respected Rotarian friends in the world. Uh, But when when the Rotarians walked into the room at the Children of War Center, I'm getting ready to introduce them. And they all have odd names to me. They're difficult to pronounce or spell. And... uh, 
the the World Vision staff, they all stood up and they hugged each other. They they went to school together. They grew up together. So that's wow. one of the beauties of these uh, collaborations. We call them is you've got a local World Vision office and a local Rotary Club. And just a little aside, when I first met the president of the Rotary Club, he's a PhD professor named Gerald Obai. And I said, Gerald, what do you know about World Vision? And this was inside the war zone now in Gulu. And he said, looked at me very seriously. And I found globally World Vision or uh, Rotary people have great senses of humor. He looked at me very seriously and he said, World Vision drives dirty vehicles. And I, okay, what do you mean? And he said, Kim, there's 72 NGOs operating in Gulu because of the LRA and the war and whatnot. And he said, you drive around here, you'll see the schools where World Vision is built. You'll see what they're doing. You'll see them active in the field. They can tell you what they're going to do. You can, like I said, you can see what they've done. He said, most of the NGOs here drive to each other's offices for lunch. And they really aren't doing anything. And that's the respect he had for World Vision. So uh, the, the district governor of Uganda, there's five countries involved took me to dinner a week later and he said we are so thrilled to be able to have this relationship we knew world vision was huge we didn't know what they did or how to contact them and it's mm. been a very successful relationship then i've got another story about how they got so big and how the programs of scale work so let me know when you're ready for that do it up i love it i'm i'm just i'm soaking it all in i all right so the great thousand from rotary four hundred thousand world vision and uh, that for World Vision is a very small project. And it takes a lot of time and effort and staff to put these together. And Rotary is not necessarily the quickest on getting the funds raised to get the project approved. I'll tell you of all the projects that I've done in the world, 5950 has been the absolute best in getting that done. They're a fabulous district to deal with. Did you hear that, but everybody I, listening? We're the yeah. best district in the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of the, uh, I went back and I asked for a meeting. I had a meeting in front of all of the Rotary Foundation trustees. Mm-hmm. So there was probably the trustees plus staff and other people, maybe 50 people in the room in Evanston. And I, my point was, and I had a PowerPoint presentation, that we need to stop doing these small projects, 800000 in this uh one of the trustees raised his hand. And he said, excuse me, are you are you saying these $800,000 projects are small? And I said, they are. They, they are literally are very difficult for the NGO to do. All the staff time and work that has to go in and the uncertainties, we've really got to get these up to the $10 million range. And out of that meeting came what's called programs of scale. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't heard about it, the very first programs of scale awarded was Two million from the from Rotary, two million from the Gates Foundation, and two million from World Vision, and it's in Zambia. It's facilitated by World Vision. It's a malaria project, and it was a follow-on to, to a malaria project we had completed with the with the foundation that was the largest malaria project they'd ever done. So it was the success of that that led to a six million dollar project. That's so cool. And we've got about 45 seconds left here in this segment. I just want to make a comment about this again. Like it, what I love about that that story is we're thinking too small. Like it doesn't yeah. mean that our impact is too small. It's just that right. we're we're making a partnership with somebody who's got a sledgehammer 
mm-hmm. and we're trying to hit it with like a little like a little yeah. kid's toy. And so we're not u- using it properly. So then how do we figure out how to leverage this relationship and, you know, really leverage the, that matching? So I think that's so cool to change that thought process and that paradigm. And you helped to facilitate you that. You sure did. We'll compare it to polio when you come back. Perfect. Sounds good. I love it. Why don't we just head out a little early here? Sounds good. As a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joe Kirk. We'll be right back. Of the things we think, say, or do. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Rotary to serve your community and the world with honesty, fairness, and goodwill. Our four-way test guides our actions every day. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build goodwill and better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? These values underpin our commitment to making a positive impact on the world. Learn more about your local Rotary Club and stop searching and start serving. And the song you're hearing now was performed by Rotary Club of Dar es Salaam Oyster Bay. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary Club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary.org. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to endpolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops. Are you ready to make a difference in your community? Rotary is a great place to get involved in your community and meet passionate groups of people, as well as individuals dedicated to service and fellowship. At Rotary, we believe in the power of teamwork to bring positive change. As a member, you will have the opportunity to participate in exciting projects that address local and global challenges. From supporting educational initiatives to environmental conservation, we tackle it all. Joining a Rotary Club means becoming part of a diverse family of individuals who share a passion for giving back and having fun while making positive impact. With projects and events that enrich your community, there's something for everyone, from local initiatives to international collaborations. It doesn't matter what culture or country you come from. What matters is that you want to belong to a group that strengthens communities and creates lasting change. There's a place for everyone at Rotary, regardless of age or background. Learn more by searching for a Rotary Club in your community and visiting. Together, let's make a difference. Rotary People of Action. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joe Kirk. As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms, 
and look up Searching for Service, and you'll find us there. Make sure to like, comment, and uh, go ahead and drop us a five-star review. That'd be great. We would love it. Um, in our last section, if you were tuning in for the first time, how sad, because you've missed three really great sections. Go back for and listen to guest, it. <laughs> Kim Lorenz, who's a Rotary liaison um, between Rotary and World Vision. And I'm going to let Joe section us back into this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, we've talked so much about the impact of World Vision, Rotary, that partnership and how. World Vision has helped Rotary stretch its boundary, like its borders and boundaries and thinking about projects and about, you know, how to raise money. And man, I can't remember where we were going to go. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Kim was going to, he was going to kind of make a connection point to World Vision, oh, what they're doing polio. with Rotary plus polio, the efforts around polio and eradicating it. See, I was going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> so Kim, talk, talk a little bit about how the connection between World Vision and poli Art Polio, well, yeah, Polio and Rotary, how that's worked and how that's a, um, a characteristic. So the, the correlation here is that Rotary clubs are limited in these countries uh, with their capacity, their time capacity, their time constraints, their financial constraints. And so when we're doing these partnerships, that's the biggest leveraging it's not that world vision is matching funds leveraging your funds but it's leveraging that expertise training the club while they do projects and a good example would be polio so mm -hmm. rotary international made the decision rightfully so that they weren't going to get the global eradication of polio done through rotary clubs for the same reasons they don't have the time or the expertise so i was with 20 people on the border of sudan i'm in ethiopia and we're doing polio immunizations with the community health workers and uh, in that community hilton was doing a big water project with world vision and so one of the guys in my group he said well there's the water guy from world vision so he we signaled him over he, he came by and he said well you know we have an office right around the corner there's 86 world vision offices in ethiopia so he said, would you like to come up for a, a coffee service? So coffee was invented in Ethiopia. And if you've ever had the coffee service, they roast the beans right there and make fresh coffee. It'll, you've never had a caffeine built like you get out of that. They're pretty good. Quite a dull time. One of the Rotarians sitting there, there's 20 of us sitting in this room with his coffee service at the World Vision office. And one of them said, so what do you do here? I mean, what does World Vision do? which is a, a question a lot of Rotarians have. And he said, well, you've been out with the health workers doing polio. As an example, he said, you saw the water project that we're doing with Hilton. We do schools, we do health, we do education, we do polio or uh, uh, food security. But, he, but you saw the health, you were working with the health workers. Well, the 40 health workers in this, I'll call it a county, they have a different name for it, were all hired, trained, and they're paid and managed by World Vision. So in many countries, Ethiopia, India, Afghanistan, many of the countries where you have polio immunizations going on, it's the NGOs, World Vision being the largest in the world, that the WHO, that all the organizations that are funneling the funds in, that are coming from Gates, coming from Rotary, they all end up, I think, at the WHO or some big organization. Then they go out and contract with NGOs to, who hire and train the people to do the work. So that's the correlation. So you've got this relationship between World Vision and Rotary that most people are unaware of. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've done $30 million worth of just quote unquote rotary projects. And we've, we just got approved for the first environmental. It's the largest and the first one approved by the foundation in Niger. It's a, a, a $1 million environmental project. You think, oh, what's environmental? It's not just planting trees. It's a whole area of Niger that's been denuded by the people because they don't know the difference. And so this is agricultural regeneration okay. where they're going through with uh, irrigation and replanting of trees and crops and uh, cash crops and so forth. And, and But again, it's the education of the community members. You go plant the trees, they're all going to die. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's just a great collaboration and relationship that uh, we've been able to develop for over 20 years. I've been doing this and they just keep getting better. Well, what does the relationship look like to you in 20 years? What do you, what do you hope, what do you hope and aspire that the relationship looks like in the future? Yeah, Joe, it's a great question. Uh, we are really trying to push the Rotary Foundation, and I think you're seeing some light at the end of the tunnel when they did this programs of scale. Instead of your district, as an example, having to raise, you know, use your DDF and raise some money to get an 80% match from the foundation, uh, what they did is I think it was 10 to 1. Whatever the club came up with, the foundation matched at a 10 to 1 ratio. That's how they came up with 2 million from Rotary. World Vision matched with two million. Then uh, the Gates Foundation put in two million. That's the future of this, where we don't lose that local Rotary Club engagement, uh, which we kept on the programs of scale. But we need to be doing ten million dollar projects. And and so if your district came in and said, okay, we can raise uh, three hundred thousand dollars in the district and that could turn into a 10 to one match There's 3 million, then World Vision would match 3 million. We have USAID, we have the Gates Foundation. That's what they want. The USAID, the Gates Foundation, they don't wanna do these little $800,000 projects. They wanna do things that have great impact. Of course, the sustainability is always there when you're dealing with someone like World Vision. Uh, but all your people that foundations, big ones that get into these, they want big impact and big projects that have uh, long-lasting effects, not small ones. I love that, though, because sometimes I think as Rotarians and as Rotary, we do rest on our laurels a little bit because we we do so much work. And sometimes we forget about we can do so much more. We can do yeah. so much more and so on, much bigger. On a larger scale. And leverage relationships mm -hmm. at a higher level. I think it's, uh, it's this has been one of my favorites of just of interviews of just listening to like where we should be and where we can go. Mm -hmm. I always like planting that carrot way out in the far away and let's go chase it. And I, I think I'm hoping that everybody that's listening to this is, is really taken away that, you know, I think we can acknowledge that we do a lot and I, I don't think that we want to, you know, <laughs> undermine that, but there's so much more we can do. And there's so many organizations that we partner with that are waiting for us to do more. Yeah, they're like the Rotary clubs. I mean, I see it all over the world do phenomenal things, mm -hmm. and you know, my club included. I mean, they're involved with so much. I'm in a fairly large club. Uh, Rotary all over the world. They're constantly doing massive, you know, projects that are just great. This is just one segment. It's an opportunity to do something on a greater scale. But it certainly you don't ever want to take away what Rotary does day in and day out around the world. It's just phenomenal, and I see it. I'm in these countries seeing it, and 
do you have do you have a goal that you would like to put out on this show for the size of a project that you would like to see done in the next five years? <laughs> I the goal I had was ten million, and I believe there's one in process that's going to exceed that. Well, we better put it uh, at least twenty five million then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't talk about that, but it, it's upwards from twenty to thirty million. So that'll be okay. a first big test on that. Oh wow! Uh, hmm. But I, I think on the ongoing day to day, it would be that we we get districts like five nine five zero that are so well managed, have had great leadership, and I'm not trying to blow smoke at five nine five zero. I've done. It's working, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's just uh, there's some great districts around the world, yeah. but I just felt the leadership there has always been just exceptional. And uh, but you get a district district like 5950 to lead the way or Atlanta or one of these bigger districts that uh, my district just for the first time I've ever heard finally went over a million in DDF in uh, every rotating every year funding. So I was thrilled about that. Yeah, congratulations. But, it's really great. Yeah, I'd like to see where we're doing, you know, at least two of these $10 million projects getting funded every year and really scale this up. I, I love Beautiful. that. So Rotary people that are listening right now you just said the gauntlet thrown down like we need to answer the bell and uh you know really support kim and all that he's done and thank you so much for for you know being the liaison between us and world vision and continue to foster that great relationship so and thank you for being a guest on our show today we appreciate well, you guys that. Do a great job i'm just thank thrilled you. to be here and it was just been a real enjoyable day well, Thank and we'll, we'll both read your book and we'll have you yeah. back on. <laughs> You'll love the book. And uh, yeah, I Thank appreciate that. You. Thank you Thank so you. much. I'm your host, Kelly Kirk. And I'm the co-host, Joe Kirk. This is your reminder to stop searching and start serving. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.